something like that. My name is Nav and today I am very, very, very excited for this uh, particular episode because after listening to this band, after listening to their album, my mind just blew, blew big time, man. It is seriously one of the best things I've heard. Yep, I will admit it. It is one of the best albums that I've heard for 2022 and uh, at least for the punk rock category and uh, it's an amazing band amazing album i will chat with the, about the album in a bit from now but of course uh, a bit of shout out to our friends who are supporting uh, this particular podcast which is Pamule, Mike Creative and also Chindana. Thank you so much for the support. And if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, please do. Or any other platforms, audio platforms, which is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening in from, please hit the subscribe button or follow button, whichever is necessary. And follow us on the website, which is www.sltwithnav.com. Let's bring him in, the vocalist from the band Trophy Knives. Hey, Nav. Thank, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, it is my pleasure indeed. All right. For just, just let you know, I like, just got to get this off my chest. Yeah. Sure. It is a tradition for me. Like, uh, whenever I have the guests on board, anybody who's been on the podcast know this that uh, just before the show or maybe a day before that, what I'll do is I'll listen to the entire album or single or whatever it is that uh, uh, <clears throat> is being featured. And uh, in your case, you have the best album that I've heard thus far for 2022, at least for the pop, uh, punk rock category, at least like if you want to narrow it down, it is one of the best sounding albums I've heard. And the concept of it, the lyrics in the particular album itself, man, how do I describe it? If I want to put two words for this one, the concept or rather your album, I would call it necessary anger, man. You are far too kind. Thank you so much, man. Um, yeah, well, I uh, ever since we started doing press for for this uh, record, especially, um, uh-huh. I've just been telling everyone the same thing. You know, uh, if it sounds like we are r- angry on the record, it's because we we are and we were um, just just looking at the state of the, the state of the world. You know, like there's just yeah. so much anger to draw upon. <laughs> Yeah, it is right because you know everybody feels the same. Almost everybody yeah. is uh, feeling it, but they're not showing it or saying it out loud. And you need something that you could relate to. And your album says it all. Everything that goes in in the album's like I'm just going to pick a line uh, from sure. one of one of your track, which is the El, uh, Elder Snakesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it says in the lyrics: Swiftly they are shifting allegiance between the yep. righteous of the wrongs. When all is said and done, we are all in uh, ill-informed. We are beating the drums like this, uh, to the same old song. It's just the same old song, sing, uh, sung in different scales, sung by a man with scales. This is perfect, man. I've been bitching about it, and I don't know how to put it in words. You did it right with your songs, and almost every track that came out, I was just reading through all the lyrics back to back. This I would call it poetry in rock, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I spent a lot of time uh, with the lyrics and just, just I think I think it's important as well to like convey um, like our messaging in the right way. But at, at the same time, you know, like I, I take pride in writing lyrics the way I want to write them. Um, yeah. But, and it's also one of those things where we leave room for in, uh, like uh, to interpretation, but at the same time, I kind of want to say what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. No, but it yeah. is right because the way you're putting it, you're not like, it's like it, in most cases, if you listen to punk rock albums, there's the, there's a lot of hardcore slamming going on in there. 
Okay, yep. you kept the lyrics clean in a way. Okay, mm. the lyrics is pretty much clean and it sends out the right message. And if anybody would feel like uh, the way that you are feeling and the way I'm feeling, or uh, like I said earlier, necessary anger, you wanted to re- uh, release it or express it, uh, songs as such, people could relate to it very, very much. It's just that you got to find the right avenue. There's no point just social media, whatever. You just need songs to sing along or rather just, you know, bang your head towards and you did it on this particular album, man. Ah, this is fantastic. I really like it. Okay, before I even get into the details of the band, uh, you have to excuse me. I am going to find out everything that is to know about uh, Trophy (laughs) Knives from the very start of it. uh, Because like I said, you have different audiences from different shows and so on. So uh, for this part, just in in case, which I doubt it very much, uh, anybody hasn't stumbled upon Trophy Knives, I just want to know a little bit about the band. You guys started somewhere around what? 2019 or 2016? Uh, seven. So like um, 2017 released our first single, but we've been a band since 2016. I guess we started writing together. Uh, okay. The core members of the band, uh, we've been writing together since 2016. Um, so we just celebrated five years of being a band um, in terms of like our first release. Uh, okay. So that was, that was really fun for us. Because yeah, like when we started this band, the whole point, uh, was just to play music with friends again. Uh, I stopped playing music for a couple of years and I was so depressed and I just wanted to play music again with my close friends. And yeah, like one of the goals was just to put out a second, like a follow-up release uh, because okay. we've been been a part of like multiple different projects uh, when we were younger. <clears throat> but the like all the projects that we've ever been in, uh, for some reason, will always like break up after <laughs> after one release, like one <laughs> one EP or whatever, you know. Like, um, oh, yeah, and like for for this album, uh, for as in like this band, we just wanted that was the first goal, you know. Like we just wanted okay. um, to have like a follow up release. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and now we're here oh, five but- years later. <laughs> I mean, speaking of band, your band, you say breakups and so on. Your your lineup has it been always this particular lineup? I mean, there's there are there were some changes. Right? Is it the yeah, same yeah, band yeah. members all the way? Uh no, there's still two original members, just um myself and our guitarist Sunny. So you know, like we've been a band for five years, so we definitely have had a few changes. Uh, okay. so for example, like Ryan, our our drummer, he. He he was supposed to be our first uh, drummer, the original drummer. But at that point, you know, like he was just busy. He had, um, you know, like a lot of lot of other projects, and it was hard uh, for us to, you know, like commit to shows. But it's so funny how it like everything just worked out. Uh, and in twenty nineteen, um, so we did an Australian tour, and right after the Australian tour, like we needed a drummer, and yeah, like it was like a full circle moment. And Ryan joined the band. Nice, good choice, man. Good choice. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, you your band has several influences. You are talking about Weezer. You are talking about people like Lincoln Park. You got the heavy yeah. stuff, but I'm also curious about one particular thing that mm. it's kind of bothering me a little bit. You also sure. have ABBA as an influence for your music, <laughs> and at a certain point of it, is it one of you all or overall all three of you all? That's all, uh, Ryan. But you know, I guess like like. Having some pop sensibilities in your songwriting is essential, uh, especially for things or like the subject matter that we touch on on our songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a good friend of mine like told me this a while back. Like you know, like you you'll always attract like bees with honey, you know. And if like yeah. there's some pop sensibility uh, in your choruses or whatnot, you know, chances are it might be like picked up by 
people that are not from the punk rock communities and um so it works uh, it works out in the end nice man nice because i was wondering Ebba, how did Ebba actually influence <laughs> this whole band itself like okay but then again uh dave Grohl actually resampled some of uh, gap band's music for his strike during the runner days so why not yep. Ebba, man you could just actually sure. have that but also if i noticed something about uh, your band your music your videos you're very tight and you don't compromise on anything at all. Even oh. your music, the production of your album, your music are for even for the past two, three albums, <coughs> singles and the music video details you pay uh, your attention to is amazing. So is it like your concept? Or is it like somebody guiding you through this entire process or is this the band itself that thinks that, hey, this is how the trophies uh, knives is going to sound. Even though it's punk rock, uh, punk rock we are not going to, I'm going to take it easy on that part. I, we care a lot about how we present ourselves, uh, you know, like uh, from like the way, uh, you know, we even have a dress code on stage. We only wear like like all black, everything. Uh, so like there's no logos, no nothing. Um, and only very recently, like uh, two on the album launch uh, that, that we played recently, that's the first time uh, we played a show where we were not wearing black and we were all wearing uh, all white mm. so all these things are like very uh thought out in detail and it comes down to like the graphics of uh of like a like the artwork of the singles or the album cover to the lyrics um everything's pretty much very thought out <laughs> nice because i paid attention to all the those details it's like even when you say white even your mic stand was white uh, so everything was there. Uh, paid close attention to the production of the album, and even when you release those tracks, uh, I just just wanted to go back a little bit on your releases of your albums before you had and uh, the event that took place during the release of the album. Like say, for example, uh, Turmoil was released in conjunction with the Record Store Day in two thousand and eighteen. You picked yep. the right day for that. Uh, Glass Ceiling was released in conjunction with the sold out headliner show you had at Drum Asia. Then yep. you had uh, a sold-out tour in Japan, and uh, I'm pretty sure you, uh, sorry, you had a sold-out shows in Japan tour, and it was featured in the Rock Sound magazine, and that was 2020. So timing, everything seems to be perfect on that part, and uh, recently even the, the album Look the Other Way was released on Malaysia Day, 16th of uh, September, right? Yeah, sorry, I'm mm-hmm. bad at my, mm-hmm. my joker of uh, history lessons. Right, right, so September, good. right? Yeah, September 16th. Okay, so you, you plan these things pretty well. Is this like intentional or is this pure coincidence for you? A lot of it is very well planned. Um, I mean, it would just make sense uh, for you to release something on a record store day, for example, especially like um, for a band like us. Physical releases are very, very important. So, <coughs> um, yeah, we re- like for for the record turmoil for the ep turmoil yeah we released it on uh record store day 2018 i think yeah yeah it should yeah. be april uh, yeah, in, uh, early april and yeah just be, just because uh, at that point i think we didn't have any physical releases and okay. so usually when it's a, a record store day the people just um gather together to buy physical records whether it's vinyls tapes or or cds so yeah things like that i think absolutely matters rather than just like concentrating on on streams and social media like not that there's anything wrong with that but okay for us i think we care about all those small details yeah it, it is memorable because i've had many uh, conversations as such uh streaming is nice yes everybody can have it is easily accessible but in terms of cherishing something 
uh, you want to have that physical copy in hand. Like say, for example, before the streaming era kicked in, uh, it was different when you had a cassette with the inlays. You look into the posters, you had uh, a CD and vinyls. Uh, and you remember this even 10, 20 years from now, having yep. those things in hand um, actually is a good thing. And it adds more value to the album itself. And this this particular album that you released, look the other way, also came in the CDs and vinyls, right? Yeah, like uh, we finally put out a record on vinyl. Uh, it's something that we've been wanting to do forever. Um, and I think basically for the past two years or so, we, we've definitely put out, I, I believe now that uh, we've put out way too much content you know uh because in <laughs> in in the span of four years at that point we had two eps and two full lengths sorry yeah two eps and one full length and we we're working on the next full length which was um which is look the other way now and so at that point we were just you know like it, it felt like we were just putting out too much content and um and the only reason we didn't want to rush look the other way is because we were just doing things for ourselves and one of those things were just to put out a record on vinyl and we've never done that before uh but it takes ages to get these things done um so it took like a good six to eight months was to get our vinyl that's a long time man so we've been sitting on this record for the longest time i think i would i'd say we we finished recording for um we finished recording the other way the entire album uh mid 2021 and it okay. only just came out this year. So we basically like sat on the record for a good year. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth the wait. I would say it's worth the wait because I'm happy that it was released this year because it was last year. I don't know whether they had the show or not, uh, but at least I had a chance to listen to it and have a chat with you on this one. Even the production of uh, the, the album itself, the quality that it was released, I was listening to it even on Spotify. Um, it was tight. It was very tight. And I do recall you saying this in one of your interviews that, uh, this particular album, you f- f- focused a lot musically on uh, this one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Musically, yep. vocally, and uh, on the lyric side of it. So, if in a nutshell, if I would rather, if I would want to explain to people about this particular album, look, uh, uh, look the other way. How would you describe yep. it? I, I still think it's a straight up punk rock record because, um, yeah, it, I, I'd say, I'd say. I don't know, like, uh, like to the layman, uh, probably it's 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 a heavier Green Day record, or you know, like a a Linkin Park record with uh, more uh, angst. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but like, but I I think basically it's it is a punk record, but it has a lot of layers. Uh, we have an acoustic track on the album. We've never had an like a soft song like that. Um, so it it is a very diverse record for a punk punk album. Yeah, because uh, the the song that you're talking about, the melod one, or rather the acoustic version, is Act One, right? Is that the track? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The acknowledgement. Yeah, that's the one. And you had two music videos for that particular track. Uh, who came up with the idea for the music video on that one? Um. So basically, we had we 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 got it. We managed to obtain the Chandana grant, and we we had to shoot five music videos, and we shot the first first two uh videos and when just as we were about to like shoot the third one um the lockdown kicked in so <laughs> yeah like, and we just wanted to be productive and at that point the only thing we could do was basically resort to an animated video so okay. we reached out to our friends at uh fracas work uh and 
and they're just like really really incredible at what they do uh they had like really good vision so i just like explained a little on my thoughts on you know like uh like lyrics wise the content i just i was just basically like um mapping mapping all these things down and yeah our friend our friend zul um collaborated with us and yeah it turned out it turned out to be one of our favorite videos so far nice that was the animated one and then act two was another track uh, the revolution that was that was actually taken down in a cinema right uh no uh, that was high horses high horses oh high horses yeah. was the cinema uh yeah. this one this one did you have an nvidia for revolution with we, we, yeah we, had, we had a video for for act two as well uh act two is the one where it was very minimal so it's just all the band members were in the center and they're just like um yeah the camera oh, okay, was just okay, going okay, around okay. you gotta excuse me i've been watching all your videos back to back so this kind of got myself mixed up with the titles man <laughs> i gotta like man. yeah it is because i i mean i follow a lot of uh a couple of bands i want to say all the bands and uh, punk rock especially uh, yes they do come up with videos they have duo shows and so on but i haven't seen anyone as tight as you in a long time there are a handful of them but you guys are uh, the the idea the concept of it even the videos that uh, are now now i'm putting myself in a spot i just shot myself in the foot which video was it <laughs> i'll help oh, you out man. okay Oh, sorry. That was nauseous. Nauseous is the one with uh, Nas, right? Is that the one? No. Uh, that's smoke screen. Smoke, smoke screen. screen. Sorry, smoke screen. Yeah. With Nas, that was a pretty cool video. Of that part I kind of like your your role in that. How you did the whole that kind of sounding thingy in between that. Then you had one which is the in the warehouse looking kind of thingy that place. Yeah, that's the that's uh, Act Two. Okay, Act, Act Two. Then yeah. there's uh, Elder Elder Sail, uh, Snakes. Uh, sorry, uh, Snakesman. That was the one in white, right? Yes, yes. Okay, that's the one in white. I'm just trying to recall as much as I could right now. And I just watched <laughs> another two more videos. It's like, okay, yeah, that are the animated me. one. Another mm-hmm. one. Okay, good. So, see, if you want to know more, I'm just going to post all the links in the website. Check it out for yourselves. It is pretty interesting, man. And, uh, of course, after coming up with such an album and such music videos and so on, uh, have you had plans on touring? Because... You have toured a lot. You have toured not only Lur, I don't know about the local part of it. Internationally, you have done your tours Australia. You did sold out shows in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's well, that's huge. Well, we were like, I'll I, I'll have to say that uh, for Japan, we were lucky enough to open up, uh, open for this, you know, rather popular American band called Tiny Moving Parts. So we were like the supporting act. Okay. But we did play to like a sold out audience, which is which is great. But they were not exactly our audience. But it was still a sold out show, I it's guess. Okay, just take credit for it. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. Like we would love to go back. Uh, I think that's um, the one thing we are working on um, to head back to Japan, probably mid mid twenty twenty three. Wow, because I also noticed that people that you have done opening for, uh, you have opened for Miss May I. Uh, Crown the mm-hmm. Empire, Atelier, uh, May Day Parade, and many other great artists down there. And of course, everybody says, hey, it's an opening act. But then again, to be picked to open for such bands, I would consider it to be a big deal itself because it's not like you're just going in for the sake of going in. You're, you're putting up a great show. And of course, being an opening act, there's a lot of pressure in that, in that too because mm-hmm. you are kicking off the whole event itself. You're making it strong and... Uh, you how do i put it you are we got to warm up the, the crowd <laughs> you got to warm up yeah. which is not an easy task everybody takes yes. that for granted but it's the toughest job of the day <laughs> we either and get I, booed for 
30 minutes straight or you know some people might respond to us <laughs> so it's either or <laughs> but i'm pretty sure you had a good response for your acts right opening in for yeah, them we, we, we've had like a really good time opening for all these acts so far how is it different from uh, the acts that you've done uh over there and in comparison with the ones over here uh i don't think there's a lot but uh, that's different as in like just international touring yeah is that your question okay uh yeah. hmm, well i i'd say the only thing that is different is the fact that you know like there's a lot more traveling like for example australia is one of those things where i love australia as a nation and just you know i love playing shows there but just we did 10 shows in uh 12 days so it was very exhausting and australia is huge right so and obviously like for a uh, a tour like this and we are one of those bands where we just don't have a budget so everything is just you know like DIY and we try to make it make it work and we basically rented a van and we were driving all around that's, Australia so that's so, so rock and roll man <laughs> so like for example there's one day where we played a show um we played a show at at Adelaide and the next show was in melbourne so we had to do like a 20 hour drive so what wow. we did we, we literally like went on stage played the show and you know load we load out and we were on the road for like 21 hours we got to the <laughs> venue played the next show so it's it's just one of those things where like when you when you do things like that that's when you kind of know like who are your real friends and like if you really want to do this like you know for for the long haul because it's it's not for everyone it's it is a very very tiring thing i think uh touring it's is one of those things where outside of looking in it's great because you know you get to do all this fun stuff but really if you're not professional or whatever like you, you just get burnt out <laughs> oh man but it's an experience right at least for the least at yeah. least it's a good experience uh you can learn whether you want to do it again or you don't want to do it again or the next time it's like okay i'm not going there if there's no money in it <laughs> yeah 100% yeah Oh man. But in like, terms if, of if, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, like, for, for example, if 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 we were like 10 years younger and like you know like um we were like early 20s or something, yeah, obviously like we would keep wanting to do these things, but after a certain age you kind of yeah, you know like yeah, I got to care about like our personal yeah. well-being and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I could imagine, man, it's like everybody's like, okay, fine, I'm going there 21 hours of driving. I'll be honest with you. I want to do that, man. <laughs> yeah. 21 hours the next day I got to perform. Mm-mm. If I'm going to go 20 hours drive, I make sure I rest two days and then do a show. But you guys, oh, I can't believe it. But how is it different from like Japan and Australia? It's like the crowd wise. I mean, yes, we talk about the journey and the process, the logistics, but the crowd wise res- uh, responding to your music, your sound. How is it like there? Very, 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 very supportive. I think uh, in Japan, very similar crowds just basically like in australia and japan i think that's the thing with like international markets um i guess also because you know like uh currency wise it's you know like they're like stronger economically so like whenever they see any band that you know they could just relatively uh hit bank to or you know like they can just get into Mm-hmm. there's a 9 out of 10 chance that they're either going to buy buy a shirt or your your CDs or vinyls or whatever so so which is great right for a band like us um I, that's one way how we make money when we tour just by selling merch so yeah just having 
people in different countries buying our merch, wearing our stuff, buying our vinyls and CDs, and actually listening to them is it's it's actually a huge honor to us. Wow, that's nice, man. That's so cool. Because I was always curious. I had a lot of bands, especially here from Malaysia, they tend to tour in Japan a lot. So I was just curious, it must be a factor on why do Malaysian bands go to Japan and rock it out over there? This is wondering why. Do you it's have always any idea? A fun time. <laughs> it's always a fun time because, and that's that's the best thing because for the most part, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, like there's definitely a language barrier. It's hard. It's extremely hard to communicate uh, with anyone in Japan. But, um, you know, for the most part, like, the crowd they're just into 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 this kind of stuff last so which is which is great you know for for touring x nice but how many countries in total have you toured so far um, i want to say i want to say more than more than six countries but we do like extensive tours usually so like if it's japan or australia we would always do like extensive tours uh okay. but you know like when we do like Southeast Asian uh, dates, it's probably just like the main cities like uh, Bangkok, Singapore, Hong Kong. So it's just like one-off shows where we open for another another act. But that's about it. Okay, cool. But have you ever had I- invitations to go to, to uh, um, on the European continent side of it? Because uh, you have been featured on uh, some of the magazines. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it the uh, Rock Sound magazine, right? Yeah, that, that was a strange one. Yeah, that was a strange one because you know, like I grew up like reading that magazine, um, and when they reached out, I was even like, like I actually thought it was a scam, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was cool because I so for that they reached out to us because we did a feature track with um, our friend Chris from this very popular American punk rock band called Anti Fact, and yeah. yeah, so so that that song got picked up and it was on a couple of Spotify playlists and. They just checked out, and I, I, they just wanted to uh, promote newer bands, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the region. So they just reached out, and, and yeah, it was very, very flattering. <laughs> nice, because I was wondering if you had you been featured in such magazines. I was wondering always uh, would there have been an invitation to come over there and do the, the shows, and because I'm pretty sure the readership uh, would have been pretty huge of us on the other side of it. So it would be cool to have you uh, doing a show think- over there. Fingers crossed. I mean, it's it's something that I would never say no to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I hope for the best, man. I hope for the best. I wish, you, wish that happens pretty soon. Now, Thank after you, traveling from all these countries, coming back over here and doing your shows over here, uh, as a band of yours and music as yours, uh, the details or rather the concept of the album, the lyrics, have you ever come across uh, issues with authority? No, um, maybe when this interview comes out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying because everybody seems to be like, I, I've, I've had some bands who actually had those issues before uh, called upon, but have you ever had that issues before? We've never had, I, but I guess it's also because um, we're not very direct with our messaging, um, okay. like lyrics-wise. It's not like, you know, like we don't, uh, we don't lean, at least, I mean, we have our personal beliefs, Um but yeah, we would never strongly advocate <laughs> against okay. yeah a, okay. a certain because, organization. Yeah, I have to admit, it, when you listen to the whole album, it's not exactly slamming anyone <laughs> in particular. It was pretty much in general what's going on around the world, man. I think it's more like, uh, I think the takeaway that a lot of people can take, it's just, 
it's just do better you know like <laughs> just do better like care more care care more about um like the struggles of minorities because it's, it's a hard life you know like <laughs> yeah. oh man it is it is like uh, because i was looking at one another uh, lyrics that was going on was uh, from the uh, from the track uh, nauseous this little bubble that you were been living in uh guilt and rent free i want to see it crumble it's a lesson that you can't seem to learn what is going to be here uh let me get it take for you to crumble uh that's yep. what that's a message of trying to get somebody to get rid of that particular group of people <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah i i'd say so you know yeah it's just about you know like i just want people to care more you know i have like more empathy towards uh, minority communities and that's basically it <laughs> so it's one of those things like if you know you know <laughs> okay 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 i know i know we're trying to play it safe here for this particular episode like what to get in trouble <laughs> last yeah. thing i need is like chalaka nav you put me in so much trouble no actually no but it is a good album it is uh, a very very good album if you're a fan of uh, uh, punk rock and also you're a fan of people uh, a track with sorry an album with the good lyrics this is a must check out album it is it is a fantastic album and uh, who's been working on the track apart from the uh, band itself in terms of production uh, producing wise sound and the whole details of this album could just help me it's, out here sure uh, it's all in house man yeah so um our guitarist sanya records this um and ryan uh, records his drums as well so it's all in house we do everything we do all the recordings um internally and then we send Our tracks are then uh, mixed and mastered in Australia by our friend Gary, yeah, who's based based in Brisbane. Nice, that's the whole works. And there's one part of it there. So I don't know whether this is this particular album. Uh, you had Raja Nazrin Shah involved. Is this King Shah? Okay, <laughs> uh, no, as in uh, it's the boys from SOG. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so the the twins. So they they did. Okay, so when yeah sorry i forgot about that so they did uh record vocals for two tracks the the title track of the album look the other way and a track called complicity so we were just about to come out of the first lockdown and we just wanted to like record and i couldn't so the reason we worked with like i i recorded my vocals with uh with the twins from sog is because mm-hmm the lockdown was still kind of strict and i just couldn't get to my band bandmates uh house to record so we're just like looking at alternatives but it was such a like eye opening experience they they're such great dudes they really know what they're doing so and this was uh before before they won the AJL and okay. obviously like now like i know why they are where they are because they just know what they're doing nice <laughs> and nice ex- man yeah yeah absolutely like great dudes as well and it's also uh, speaking because the reason why i'm asking this is that you work a lot with other bands like i said earlier you had uh, nas featured in one of the tracks now you have the guys from sog involved even when it comes to your shows locally like even the release of your uh, your album on the launch itself you worked with jemson you, you performed with jemson uh, you had an honest mistake do you have your preference or the kind of bands that you work with or is just like you just want to just be with anybody and everybody out there do you have like a selective kind of people that you only like to choose to work with it's a bit of both but at the same time i feel like when it's uh to like when when we get the same uh, same bands to, to play with us or you know we can't we 
we always like to switch things up and even give other like newer bands a chance whenever we get a chance to uh, do something bigger uh just because you know like we you know like we, we don't want to be like that that band that's like known to uh, be super clickish and only get their okay. friends to play shows with them um so yeah it's a bit of both really but what if okay let's see if i was a band or i had a band and i would just love to work with uh, trophy knives i just want to mm-hmm. come about what other requirements a band should have to just just get involved i mean even playing on stage with trophy knives or maybe musically you do you should have some sort of i mean bar set up for you guys right well like well i guess uh it will help if you have had a release you know so if if you've had um like some sorts of like recordings out there they'll be mm-hmm. helpful but yeah like generally any band that's serious that you know like we are, we are not like super demanding so uh, anyone that actually ha- like yeah like we're not <laughs> um yeah we don't police this kind of stuff <laughs> okay this cool yeah. very, very humble guys very humble guys that's like this one thing i like about uh, trophy nice man there's a lot of things <laughs> seriously you know yesterday when i wanted to have this chat i had a million questions to ask but uh, you know your music says it all your tour says it all and you pretty much narrowed everything down in this one or two lines over here which is kind of made me jobless right now la. but wow. <laughs> then again i still have a lot of questions to ask yeah, like for example for your view your view yep. on uh, your scene performing as a punk rock band uh, mm-hmm. gigs and so on your take what is something that you would like to see more happening in the scene itself because after the lockdown we have a whole we had a whole lot of shows and we're still having a whole lot of shows going on but something there are some expectations from a band in terms of improving the scene for trophy knife what is it i'm i mean uh, we can and we should be a lot more inclusive when you look at the bigger paid um shows or festivals and you see the same same bands playing th- these festivals and i feel like we need to sw- switch things up and even if it's not us you know like i just feel like there are a lot of really good deserving bands that deserve these slots and yeah i i just think we need a lot more inclusivity um and we need to promote younger bands and that's the only way a uh, music scene can thrive and that's that's what i would hope because um like even for us if let's say we're we're coming back to us if we realistically speaking if we can't sustain um we won't be able to sustain if we keep to, like doing uh we keep we keep on like only focus uh on like touring you know so we'll be okay. losing out like a lot of money and it's just something that we won't be able to sustain so we've put out like a lot of content we've done a lot of touring and i feel like we are a band that deserves those slots so yeah just hit us the up recognition <laughs> yeah i think yeah. sog kind of broke the stereotype and the anagra agl kind of thing kicked in like everybody's mm-hmm. wondering how come an all indie band actually made it to that level of it and i don't know for me on a personal note i always find that you should they should break that thing of i know they have the anwa jora lagu indie or whatever going on down there i think they should break that and just be more inclusive even in, in in awards giving out awards right yeah of course i 100 yeah i definitely agree <laughs> yeah because every time the same category when it comes to rock songs is the same 10 bands that have you heard for the past 30 years during my <laughs> younger childhood days till today is still the same yeah. 10 guys uh, 10 bands over there man so what's up with uh, what's uh, next for trophy knives 
um so when when does this come out so i may or may not be able to like like in the next couple this of will days. be out in the next 24 hours okay so i think i think it's safe for me to like um yeah actually announce it here uh we are playing we will be playing this fred perry event on okay. the 11th of december um mm-hmm. it's on a sunday uh it's going to be at uh Sinto Lipo. um okay. it's going to be a very very fun time like um yeah, it's going to be a great, great show. It's a free show, so if you like your tickets free, <laughs> and you're the kind of person that buck, uh, bucks the band for like guest lists and stuff like that, <laughs> you don't have to do that. You just have to click on a link, and you'll be able to get a free ticket. <laughs> Wait, where is this again? Central. Central Depot. Oh, Central uh, Depot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Date no. once again. Eleventh of December. Eleventh of December. That's not okay. This one, I got to check it out. I got to yeah, check man. it yeah, out. Yeah, man. Yeah, feel free to. <laughs> the drop by will be a good time. Two things I need to do. Three things I need to do. One, check out Trophy Knives playing live. Two, try to get myself a vinyl player. Uh, three, get myself a CD player, man. I just need to hear. <laughs> I just want to hear the sound of your album on a vinyl, man. Ah, oh, that is going to be absolutely. Is it? Is I, it different? Very different in comparison it is with your very CDs different. and all. It is very uh-huh. different, yeah, yeah, I, and yeah. I I personally love like how we sound on vinyl a lot better than uh, the CDs. Uncompressed sound. Yep. Yep. Oh man, I just gotta get it. Would it be on sale in the uh, the uh, Central Depot? I think we have. I I just did a stock count uh, last night. We have like the final fifteen copies. But I'll see if you want. Don't worry. Oh man! I okay, definitely. I gotta go. But the thing is, if I'm gonna get a vinyl, I need a vinyl player now. I gotta hunt for that <laughs> one. <laughs> but it is good to have it, man. It's really good to have it. So, Central Depot, that's where you got to be 11th of December. Uh, check it out. I'll try to put the details on there, the concert over here. And uh, shows that is the, the year. What, that's the final one for December, for the year 2022? Yeah, I think that's the final one uh, this year. And then we're just basically planning on 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 a tour. So, it's either going to be Japan or, yeah, or maybe Europe. We'll, we'll see. We're still in oh, the planning man. stages. That would be so cool, man. Make sure you just post up as many videos in this thing. I can never live a rock star lifestyle like you guys, but uh, at least get to watch it on social media, man. It is absolutely an honor having a chat with you, uh, Vinish. It's seriously, it's... Uh, consider me as among the thousands of people who's been your fan, a uh, brand new fan who just came on board, man. The Thank album you, Thank you. Trophy yep. Knives is uh, now the brand new one, which is... Uh, don't look at it. For, uh, look away further, right? Sorry. See, look, look, the other look the other way. Look the other way. Look the other way. Why am I thinking of M people right now? <laughs> look the other way. It is available on all streaming platforms. I'm going to put in the link. And if you'd like to support the band, get yourself that CD, the merchandisers. You have merchandisers too, right? Yes, we have t-shirts, tote bags, yeah, you name it. <laughs> CDs so you have you, you, You're on social media, which of course, the Facebooks, our Instagram thingy. Do you have a website for them to get it? Uh, no, we like primarily we just uh, sell everything on our social media. Okay, cool. They're absolutely cool. And I just stumbled upon your city in Lazada. It's also in Lazada, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, good. so yeah, because usually we just sell all of our stuff uh, to like record stores and yeah, sometimes they just have it on Lazada. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, come on, online shopping. Everybody's busy it's doing great. online shopping. Yeah, so get it, get the, get the CD, support your brand. And uh, I wish you all the best in that part. Is that something that you'd like to add on to the year? Uh, before we wrap things up well yeah well basically if, if anyone of you all are listening and you're free uh drop uh come on over to our show on the 11th of december it's free so we'll love to like see you guys there 
Ah, cool, man. Absolutely cool. Yeah, definitely 11th of December. 11th of December. I'm going to glue it into my head. I just got to be there, man. So if you find an Indian kid standing in the back corner watching the whole show, you know why, like. You know, you know that's me, like. That's definitely me. Anybody else sharing the stage with you on that particular show? I know Jemson are playing. Um, okay. Yeah, I haven't got the details in the full lineup yet, but I'll, I'll yeah, I'll hit you up once I, I, I ah, get the please do. I'll share it as there with many people as possible on my side, man. Vinish, Thanks, thank man. you very much. All the best. Please, my regards to the Yard bandmates. And, uh, well, I look forward for the show and more things, great things to come for you, man. Thank you enough. Thank you for being so kind. And, yeah, I'll see you soon. Yes, thank you very much for coming on board the show, man.